Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255. Welcome to July. Wow. July, it's beautiful. What a spectacular it? day. Yep. Amazing. Got a, hey, we got a busy, busy spot here. Not only is Mr. Rushforth here, not only is Tracy yes, no. here, not only is Mr. Napolitano here, but Mr. Napolitano is this year's honoree for community support. Whoa, big wheel in the studio. Uh, it was a wonderful dinner uh, at Villa Marconi on uh, Wednesday night and uh, raised $120,000. That's what it's all about. So uh, great dinner, met lots of uh Friends that I haven't seen in three years because of COVID, and uh, few vowels, few vowels, <laughs> few vowels in that room. Although, although there were a lot of non-vowels too, obviously, to support uh, such a great um, place like Villa Marconi, which uh, which houses a lot of um, our our elder Italians. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Job, so, right? what, so what do you get for that now? I got a painting. You get a painting? Yeah, I got a painting, and I guess my name's on the honoree in the place nice. uh, as one of the honoree. No, you know what? It's, Actually, it, I was looking at the list the of community. former honorees. You're yeah. in pretty good company. Yeah, that's why I said I don't belong here. Like, I, Dr. Wilbur Keon, like, yeah. I, hey, I'm nowhere near that, so. Congratulations. So, some great, uh, you're right, some great people there. Pat Santini from uh, The Lawyer uh, here in Ottawa, so, um, yeah, I was honored nice. and humbled uh, yeah. by it, so. That's great news. Yep. Boy, like, we I, actually I, know somebody who's important. We though. know someone who's important. <laughs> Seriously, this is awesome. So uh, important that once again, I bought breakfast again this once week. Once again, <laughs> twice since 2019. Oh, my Lord. You know, well, when you're you going to go bankrupt, you keep bringing people in here. I know. You forgot who else is here. You well, met you, you've... Tracy's here, and Petra said you were in rehab on Sunday because you, you actually bought breakfast. Broke. <laughs> <laughs> financial rehab? Yeah, financial no, I rehab. Wasn't, I wasn't in rehab. I just had to meet with my accountant. He said, stop spending on Frank. Yeah, it's yeah, right. getting too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You didn't introduce your photographer? Yes, Greg's here, my photographer, videographer. He's here uh, recording everything. And my girlfriend Petra's here with Chevy watching us. Yeah. Chevy, or, is, Chevy is the dog. Chevy's the you, dog, We didn't yes. bring a car into the studio. Yeah, but she does not want to talk today, by the way. Just no? so you know, no. Oh, no, she's going to sing. She's shy, a, is she'll she? Be, she'll be singing a song in the second segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so, hey, the numbers came out, and they're not pretty, Mr. Rushforth. No, they're not pretty, but we expected that. It's hard to put my glasses on with the, with the <laughs> glasses yeah. have gotten thicker over the years too, Paul. By the way, uh, excuse me, you're turning sixty in a week <laughs> and a half, uh, you know, yeah, and, not, to... and I have no glasses. Yeah, that's true. You mm-hmm. have other issues. Though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't have the same issues. Anyways, uh, yeah, number of sales was down forty one percent, which is you know it, it was expected, but it, that's drastic. Uh, you know, we went from six, almost seventeen hundred units sold to just under a thousand sold, which is a really light month. But that's like a December, to be honest with you. Now, our average sale price was also down 2.5%. And when we look at year to date, the number of sales is down 23%, and the average sale price is up 8%. So our average sale price right now, year to date, is 699000 In April, we're at 739 So we've gone down $40,000 over the last six months, which is... So, so year to date, and then compared to... Is that to, January? But when we compared to a month ago, we're down. Yeah, compared to a month ago, yeah. we're, we're down, yes. Um, but we're, you know, we, we've lost $5,000 over the last month on the average sale price, which I, I feel like we're slowly getting to the bottom of where we're going to be. Um, if not, we are at the bottom. I think we're just going to go sideways from now on for probably for the next three, four, five months until we see what's going to happen with the mortgage rates. And, you know, Frank mentioned, a, you know, something this morning, how it's, you know, all signs are heading, if not, we're already there into a recession. Yeah. You know, and once that happens, we're going to start to see the rates go down and, 
I still think, you know, and, and might not be a popular comment, but I still think now's the time to buy. I know rates are, are through the roof, but it's the time to buy. We're, we're reducing homes, $100,000, $150,000. There's a lot more opportunity out there for buyers, and it's time to get into the market. If you can stomach the rate for the next, let's say, 12 to 14 months, I think you're, and, and I definitely would not be taking a five-year fixed, as Frank will probably agree with me. You got to take a one or a two-year fixed or a variable, even though the variable's through the roof, it's going to come down. I mean, when we go into a recession, the only way the rates can do is come down. So, But we're sort of into a timing thing right now, right? If you, you got to time it just right because home prices are coming down, but rates are high. Don't you want to find that happy medium of rates coming down just a little bit and before the market well, goes nuts again? Keep in mind, December 2021 when we were in a bit of a tough market back then, if I would have said buy now before January hits, because it's going to go through the roof by time January and February hit, you were too late. You were too late. The market was through the roof. So you're right. It's about timing, but I, I think now is the time. I mean, over the next probably three or four months, I think is a great time to pick up a property, stomach the heavy rates for another year. So your payments are going to be much higher, but just don't get locked into that five-year fix and take a short-term mortgage or a, or a variable. And, and it's time to buy. There's lots of opportunity out there. I mean, when I'm doing the numbers, I'm looking at certain areas and, you know, there used to be two, three, four, five comparables. Now there's like 15, 20, 25 comparables in these areas. So you have lots of opportunity. There's a lot of sellers out there that just have to sell and they're desperate to get their homes sold. So it's, I mean, you're... Are buyers in the driver's seat now? buyers are beyond the driver's seat. I mean, it's the, the buyers are definitely in the driver's seat. If the buyer wants your house and wants a six month close as a seller, you're accepting it. You have to. And that shifted big time because at the start of this year, the sellers demanded anything they wanted. Yeah. They could get whatever they want. That shifted. I mean, we, and it shifted quick. It's, I met with a lady this week, actually, who ended up selling or sorry, buying right at the peak. And then by the time we went to list her house five days later, it was already a tough market. And, and it was a struggle to sell our house. So it's, this market is so fluid. I've been saying this since the start of this pandemic. It's such a fluid market and it's so hard to predict. You have no idea what's going to happen week by week. Next week might be a different story. So it's just, that's how fluid the market is. And rates went up in the States, right, Frank? Rates went up. They uh, increased their prime rate by three quarters of a point. Yeah. Anticipated, expected. The bond market had priced that in uh, very similar to what we saw here, except for our Bank of Canada just did a half a percentage point, but... But they're into, what, 7% for 25-year mortgages now? 30-year mortgages, 25, 30-year mortgages, but that's that's a lot. Yeah. Like, for them, they're hurting right now. Now, again, it's it's impacting their real estate market now, because keep in mind, they're unlike Canada, so what we're seeing is it hurts us more here because the people that took a five-year mortgage five years ago now are coming up for maturity, and they're having to renew... Where in the States, they take 25 and 30-year terms. That rate is locked in for 25 and 30 years. So anybody that bought a house over the last two or three years, they got the record low, they're locked in. Their payments aren't changing. It hurts us more in Canada because, again, we have five-year terms. And, Paul, you made a great point to take a short term. Here's the problem. Short-term rates are are higher than the five-year rate is today. So that's where Canadians struggle with that. And the banks are really good at telling clients that rates are going to go up despite the fact that their own economists – say they're going the other way around, because what they want to do is they want to lock their clients in for five years and not a year or two, so they want to try and keep them for long term. Yeah, but if the short-term rate is higher, isn't that telling you that there's a reason it's higher? They don't want you to take it? Well, we know it because we're in the industry, but the everyday person has no idea, and for them, they look at it and they say, well, I don't want to pay more, I want to pay less. And if In their eyes, again, somebody that doesn't follow the markets, short-term rates are high, that means the long-term Rates are probably going to continue to go up, so they'll take the sh- 
the long term instead of the short term. So, um, you know, at this point, you know, I had a client that said, I'll take a two year. I said, well, it's more expensive than the five year. Wow. He goes, that doesn't make any sense. I said, you're right. It doesn't. But it's it's a sign when we go into inverted bond markets like we're in right now, where the one year bond market is is higher than the five year. 100 percent of the time we've gone into a recession. So we are at the beginning of a recession. I think anybody that's got a mortgage coming up for renewal, I know it might not be the popular choice because there's still some fluidity within the prime rate, but I still think that a variable might be the best route to go because at least it gives you options to be able to convert it to a fixed. If we do hit this recession, and depending on how deep the recession goes, we'll be in a position. You'll be in a position where maybe rates will come back down into the threes and fours, and then you'll be able to lock in at that point. Do you, now, think, do you th- think there's people out there, mortgage brokers and bankers out there, that are recommending a five-year fixed? One hundred percent. Uh, because they make money on it. Well, no, they mean. just, to them, it's a retention tool. So, yeah. again, they'll use the scare tactic to get them into a five-year. Now they don't have to worry about them for five years. And and these are the same. And, again, they look at the profit margins on them. They'll look at it and they'll say, if the client, and if rates do come down, the client wants to break it, oh, they'll make a lot of oh, money yeah. by yeah. paying that breakerage fee. So Well, yeah, because... If break, you, if break, you, hold a breaker, breakage, breakage, is that, is breakage that, fee. Is that a, is that a word? Breakage. Breakage. Ah, breakage. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, like a, like real life term. <laughs> hey, Tracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you get a mortgage, a five-year mortgage today, and you want to breakerage it <laughs> yes. in, in three years, yes. you're going to pay a fortune. You're going to pay a fortune because now again, I will give the banks a little bit of credit, just a touch. They haven't raised their posted rates as significantly as the rates have gone up over the last eight months. So so where where uh, eight months ago, if you got a mortgage at 3%, the posted rate was five and three quarters, you were getting a two and three quarter percent discount. Today, the discount is closer to 1%. So at least the breakage fee will be much less because of it. But um, it's still going to be expensive because now if you want to lock into, you know, if rates are down to three and a half percent, you're going to pay the difference between three and a half percent and whatever rate you got plus yeah. that 1% posted rate. It's still going to be significant enough for you to second have second thoughts and probably not do it because it won't make financial sense. And like, if you go with a non-bank lender? Uh, non-bank lenders are much fairer because they'll compare it term to term. So if you have three years left, they don't have posted rates, but it's still going to be expensive because if you sign in at, at, you know, if you sign up today at five and a half percent and then the rates are three and a half percent and their three-year term is at three and a half percent, let's say the same thing, well, then you're going to have to pay the interest rate differential between the two. So it's going to be expensive whether it's bank or non-bank, it's going to be expensive so again, if you're if you're committing to a five year today, you're pretty well committing to a five year term. There's you know do not you, get divorced. Yeah, <laughs> do not get divorced. Exactly. Do not break the mortgage because it's going to be ultra ultra expensive. Like, There's like, no breaks anywhere. Like expensive, like what I do every Saturday to pay you bre- buy you breakfast. Well, like that much expensive? more expensive than that yeah, because yeah. a pocket change twice in three years. Pocket change is what you spent. <laughs> So. I can't yeah. believe we're still fighting over this. Like, Frank gets there this morning. I'm buying breakfast as usual. And Frank gets there this morning. He's like, oh, damn, you beat me. He was trying to race there to buy breakfast. Like, we're the only two guys that raced to well, buy breakfast. I didn't breakfast. see your truck. I thought I beat you here. So, yeah. but uh, I'm still, he got day, here, by the way, he got here at 9.50. He thought the show was at 10 still. He yeah. still forgets the show's at 11. To this day, I will never understand how two successful businessmen fight <laughs> over spending money. <laughs> yeah. Well, Frank doesn't have to fight because he doesn't spend it. Mm-hmm. So, let's be honest. 521 Talk, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. We are back. 
Hey, Tracy, I meant to ask you now that, uh, you know, you joined forces with uh, Rushforth, how many emails and calls did you get from other agents saying, how come I wasn't the one? <laughs> I did receive quite a few calls uh, asking how I've done it and uh, what it's going to look like. And uh, they're interested in a discussion as well with Paul. So I might be picking up a few more people. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> some good agents, too. Some really good agents. Wow. So Yeah. I actually, we did a, I did an article this week in the Ottawa Business Journal. I saw that very uh, nice. Yeah. And one thing they asked me, they're like, so Paul, the market is like really constricting right now and you're adding people. I'm like, absolutely. When the market constricts, I go the other way. So yeah. Time to spend. Right. And there's still people buying and selling homes, right? And homes are still selling. I mean, it's not as if the market's completely dead. Uh, homes are still selling. It's just a Especially condos, right? Condos are up. Yeah. Condos are up. I mean- we went through a period where the condo market was completely flat and completely dead. And Tracy, you'll, you'll understand this because you guys sell a lot of condos, but there was times where people had bought their condo, moved into their condo and they'd call us and they'd be like, you know, we bought it on speculation. We bought it for an investment. We're looking to sell now. And having to tell them that their house is worth $75,000, $80,000 less than what they paid for it was a tough conversation. Yeah. At one point at the height of the market, there was 2,300 condos on the market, right? And now, right now there's... 660. So can you imagine 2,300 condos on the market? It was flooded. Yeah, it was And we're talking high-rise condominiums, which was like the downtown core was flooded with condominiums. And it was, it was like a race to the bottom. Who could get under the next person to get their condo sold? And even the rental market, there were so many rentals on the market too, because what was happening is people were speculating on all these buildings. They're buying these condos. All of them were closing at once. Half of them were selling. Quarter of them were selling. A quarter of them were renting them out. So you can imagine the rental market. The rental market was flat too in the condo building. So you were saying a, an interesting stat about the million dollar plus market uh, in the in the break. Yeah, one of our agents, Glenn, uh, was telling me yesterday that the house is over a million. They're still selling at the same rate. Not, I, I don't want to say price wise, but we're we're doing the same number of units as we were a year ago. So anything over a million seems to be holding its own. And the other thing I want to talk uh, a little bit about the condo market. Jake and Jonathan jumped into that market when they were brand new agents 11 years ago. And I can tell you it was a tough market and uh, a lot of price reductions and a lot of, you know, stories that we had to talk to the sellers that their condos weren't worth what they had already paid for. Did a great job and uh, we've got a stronghold in the condo market now. That's Jake and Jonathan who joined us, uh, one of Tracy, two of Tracy's agents that have joined us as well. But, you know, you talk about the price decreases. There was... There's 382 price decreases right now on the market. Like there's a lot of homes being decreased. And 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 that's not because people have listed too high. That's just change in the market. That's right? just change in the market. Now, there Is are a buyer's some... market now. Are we into a buyer's market? No, we're into it. We're into balanced. a more balanced market. But like I've mentioned before, even when we were going through our little bit of a slowdown after the April market, we were May, June, July. There were some segments of the city, the city, sorry, that were in a strong seller's market. There were some segments that were in a balanced market, and there's other segments that were actually in a buyer's market. And right now, there's quite a few areas that are still in a balanced market, but there's quite a few areas that are still in a uh, buy, that are now in a buyer's market as well. So yeah, well now we're at what a little over three months inventory. We're a little over three months inventory, so we all know that zero to four months is a seller's market. Four to six months of inventory is a uh, balanced market, and six plus is a buyer's market. And we've seen, Frank, like you, I mean, you've so been the in- numbers the, will tell you we're in a seller's market, even though we're really not in a yeah, seller's market. Yeah, we're in a- Yeah, s- even though the buyers have yeah, the yes. power. We're, yeah. in a, we're in a slow seller's market, put it that way, according to the numbers, but most areas are in a balance to a buyer's market. And, uh, you know, we're seeing 
we're, we're still seeing a, a seller's market in some areas, but very few are now in a seller's market. It's really slowing down. Condos are up 9%, though, sales from last year, year yeah. over year. Yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, and we're still, like, condos are selling better than residential right now, right? Well, small residential, like the, the lower end residential are still selling. Yeah. You know, Tracy, Tracy mentioned the million plus market is still holding its own. It, it is. Just doesn't feel like it is because it's it's. I think that you know to afford a million dollar plus home is expensive. Now with the rates, it's very expensive to get a million dollar plus home. So it's a it's a challenging market all around. It's not a it's not a um, a bad market. It's just a challenging market. And you know what? Listen, as realtors, we get paid to work. We get yeah. paid to work now, and it's which is good. Like you, we sharpen our skills. The the best are gonna are gonna throw off to the top, and the others are gonna drown to the bottom. And, and, and you're right, Paul. I mean, from a standpoint of the million-dollar homes, I had a friend of mine that came in yesterday sit down with me, and uh, he's getting married this coming summer, and they went to look at a property in Barhaven, beautiful house. He said the nicest backyard he's ever seen. It's a dream home of theirs. But $1.2 million, and the realtor said, uh, you know, two years ago this would have sold for 700 so it's gone up that much. Now, the persons did that amazing work on the backyard. But I did the math with them, and even though combined they make two hundred and sixty thousand bucks a year, the reality was that they can afford it, like they can qualify for it. But by the time they and they had a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar down payment, so it's not like you know they had a good down payment, but still their payments would be well over five thousand bucks a month. And he's on commission sales, and as much as he's done really well over the last two or three years, you never know. I, yeah. I mean, what if? What yeah. if you know things go downhill? So. You know, I, I said to him, I said, listen, he's, he's a family friend. I said, I think you're, you're not getting married till next July or August. Let's wait it out until the spring. Let's see what happens in the spring, whether the interest rates are on their way down. And then maybe we can relook at it. And then hopefully he's got a nice, you know, European wedding on the go. So hopefully he'll get a little bit of a kick there on a down payment. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I thought that was just Italian weddings. No, Europeans, we're all Italians, Portuguese, Spanish. We all have the same thing. So Otherwise uh, you elope. That's, and that's yeah. why Frank's been married seven times. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do it once in, in in my world anyway, but uh, once is enough. No, but, you know, uh, it didn't make any sense for him financially because as much as he loves the house, I said to him, I said, don't be other houses like this still around. Like, don't, he goes, not the backyard. I said, I get it, but he's asking too much. Let's see what happens. Maybe that this house is still on the market for two or three months, and then maybe you can go in there and negotiate. So. Yeah. Well, that's happening, right? We're seeing large reductions. We're seeing people getting getting houses for much, much less off the asking price, which is, we haven't seen that in a long time. I mean, going through this pandemic, if you told me that you got a house under asking price, I would have laughed because it was just not happening. Whereas now, it's happening. Are we seeing a lot of lowball offers now? We are. We are. And listen, there's a lot of sellers that are taking those lowball offers because they want to get their house off the market. They want to be sold. You know, we have some sellers right now. I mean, I spent the week, the, the whole week, talking to grumpy sellers and it's just the way it is. I mean, like a, last year I was talking to grumpy buyers. Now I'm talking to grumpy sellers and it's, I, 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 I have compassion for them because I sold my house. I sold my girlfriend's house. I know what it's like to, how nervous it is to get your home sold and to go through this market after what we've seen over the last, you know, two years, two and a half years, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It doesn't it's, help that we're in November, December now either. Well, exactly. So we're in a slow market in the slowest point in our market. So it's, it's tough, and I, I have a lot of compassion and sympathy for a lot of sellers who are on the market right now who are, you know, desperate to get their homes sold. And it's, listen, I mean, there's a lot of realtors out there that are doing a lot of, they're doing a great job trying to get homes sold, but the market is what the market is. We can, you know, we can't force someone to buy it. I mean, we're in a slow part of our market. The interest rates are through the roof. It's just, it's, it's, it's challenging. It's, it's really, really challenging right now. If we had this weather last year, 
this market would be booming right oh, now. Like crazy. for November yeah. to be this beautiful, for people still to be able to look at homes in November and see everything, it, it, it's crazy. But the interest rates have impacted everything. They've, they are responsible for everything that we're going through in the housing market right now. And I know that the numbers were low compared to last year and the year before probably. What about 2019, 2018? They're probably still lower, but but like October was always, for me on the mortgage sales, our company, September and October were very, very healthy months because people were getting that last kick at the can of buying before the winter comes. They were getting their homes where this year it's certainly slowed down. I mean, we've been, we keep busy because we do have clients that are coming up for renewal. And unfortunately for them, they're having to readjust their amortization because a lot of them want to keep the payments similar yeah. to where they are right now. So they're having to, you know, here's, here's a whole bunch of Canadians that have set themselves to pay off their mortgage and they're in a position where they're down to 10 years and they've got a renewal coming up and now they've got to relook at, you know, increasing the amortization because the rates are double what they had five years ago. And now they're having to go for a 17 or 18 year amortization just to keep their payments the same. So it's not fair now. You know, on the other side, and I do promote, I think, like Paul does, but they don't hear it. Like, people don't hear it. If you look at what your house value was two years ago versus what it's today, you've got that built-in equity. So, yes, it might take you another five, six, or seven years to pay off the mortgage, but you've also increased your equity by 150000 200000 that you wouldn't have expected two years ago. So Yeah, but it still may not take you that extra time to pay the mortgage because when rates come down, you'll be able to put some more money down on the principal, right? Absolutely right. But, again, for, for a lot of people, it's the monthly payment that, that's important for them. It's that biweekly payment. They yeah. got to live within their means and with the high cost of everything else around them, this is where they have to increase that amortization, bite the bullet and take the higher rate right now. And yeah, for a lot of them, they are things, going variable. So as things come down though, you'll be able to put chunks on, right? When, 100%. When the economy like, gets better. And- 100%. Like if you, you know, and I said to most of my clients, if you're going to take a variable and if the recession does hit and it goes as deep as we think it will, rates will get back into the threes. And then once they get into the threes, you can convert it. When you're in a variable rate mortgage, you can convert it to a fixed mortgage for free. There's no cost to do it. You can convert at that point and then reset the payment to the way it is right now with the higher rate, and then your amortization will come down. And that's the best way to do it. But it's hard for people to stomach that because they can't believe that they've done everything right to get themselves to within 10 years of paying off their mortgage, and boom, the renewal comes, and now they got to relook at increasing the amortization to 17, 18 years. That hurts yeah, for a lot of people. We talk about the recession and people are worried about the recession and the and the housing market, especially in the last five recessions, our housing market has never gone down. Yeah. So I think in, my rates are going to come down. Our housing market's going to go up. So it's not going to affect the house. The, There's the lots of people market. on the sidelines. You're right. Yeah. There are a lot yeah. of people on the sidelines. First time home buyers are all sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. Waiting for these rates to come down so that they can get back into the housing market. Yep. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk five eighty CFRA. Welcome back to the phones. We go and say hello to uh, Doug in Ottawa. Hello, Doug. Good morning. Um, I have a question to your master mortgage broker there, Frank. No, 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 no. It's, it's Frank, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have a friend who lives in Victoria, B.C., out in Lotus Land, mm-hmm. uh, who owns a two-bedroom condo apartment uh, uh, there. And it's assessed uh, for tax purpose at 390000 Wow. Um, uh, he, yeah. Well, it's, 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 it was built in the um, 1970s. Uh, and it's got 29 units, of which 28 are two bedrooms. 
Um, what's happening now is because of the age, and I guess this fact is next to the ocean, it needs major renovations, like the balconies are no longer safe. So his type of unit is being assessed $60,000 for his share of the renovations. Uh, and this apparently will be the worst case scenario because what I guess the board of directors don't want to do is go running back to the uh, owners saying we need more money. So he's got to come up with $60,000 to uh, pay for his, 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 his share. His share. Yeah. Um, it looks like his bank is willing to offer him uh, a $60,000 mortgage to be amortized over 10 years um, at 5.64% for a five-year fixed term. Mm-hmm with payments of six fifty eight a month. So I have two questions. Um, first of all, is this a reasonable rate for someone who's probably got pretty good credit? Uh, well, it's the going rate, unfortunately. That's but, the going uh, rate, okay. It's the going rate. Again, it's $50,000, and it sounds crazy eh, that the payment's that high for 50000 bucks, Or 60000 actually. Or sixty, yeah. yeah. But um, again, I mean, taking a five-year fix is okay if he's, if he's uncomfortable taking a variable. Yeah. I, I would probably persuade him on that small of an amount of a mortgage, I'd probably get him to go into a, uh, probably a variable because the mortgage amount's not that big. And uh, if rates do come down, if, if you do believe that a recession's coming and rates are coming down, then he's got a chance to get that payment down. Once the rates come down, he'll be able to uh, you know convert it maybe to a fixed mortgage at that point and right. uh, get that payment down. But well, he's pretty conservative and doesn't like to take risks, so I think he likes... Well, then well, tell him to take the variable, because that's well, the that's least amount of risk. <laughs> you, you know, the okay. crazy part is that people think that taking a variable is more risky than a fixed, and mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, that was true six months ago, because we didn't foresee that, uh, and TIFF didn't even see it either, so if the governor <laughs> of Bank of Canada didn't yeah. see it, we certainly didn't see it, that rates were going to come up this much, but... Um, you know, generally speaking, historically, the variable has been less risky than the five-year fixed has been, with the exception of the last two years when, you know, fixed rates hit all-time lows. Then, you know, a lot of people, it made sense to, to take a five-year okay. fixed uh, over the last couple of years. But it still didn't feel like it was wrong taking a variable rate mortgage. Uh, but what, what would they be right now, the same rate, the 5.64 or thereabouts? Again, I don't know the circumstances, but I would say that he should be uh, probably in the high fours, low fives, if he took a variable right now. Okay. So. Now, I, I have another part to this question. Yeah. Um, the, the condo president has advised the owners to, needing mortgages to get them locked in before the extent of the renovations are formally announced. Now, apparently none of this has been showed up in the minutes of the uh, board of directors meetings or the annual meeting. Uh, and uh, according to Larry, uh, the guy I know, this may jeopardize him getting a mortgage or cause a higher rate of interest. Is that correct? Well, it's possibly correct. If there's more risk than the lender, you know, if they, you know, if they see that there's a major renovation happening, then they'll start questioning the values of the condos themselves, I think. And I, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll let Paul kind of take over in a little bit too. But from a mortgage standpoint, I think they're saying that because some people might be mortgaged to the max already. Well, they are in the building. They're having, like, some people are really in a pickle as a result. Yes, of for sure. Right. So, so if your friend doesn't have a mortgage right now. No, he doesn't. Yes. Yeah, so, so if he doesn't have a mortgage, he probably doesn't have anything to worry about because what's the condo worth? What's he well, think it's worth right now? Well, the, 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 um, the assessed assessment was three hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, it's probably worth more in Victoria. Yeah, I would think it's worth assessed, more. Assessed value means nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. so, so he won't have a problem getting it. 
But there are other people in that condo, and the reason he said that is because there might be other people in the condo that might have already a two hundred fifty or three hundred thousand yeah. dollar mortgage. So therefore, you know, for them to add sixty thousand dollars to their mortgage might be problematic if the value is not there. But it's certainly that person is correct in getting the mortgage financing done sooner than later. Because once the news goes out that there's that major renovation and the lenders know about it, the banks know about it, then there's a risk that they may not assess the properties as high as they should be. I, one thing I have a problem with, and Tracy, you jump in if you want, but it's there's nothing in the in the minutes, there's nothing in the status certificate talking about these balconies because usually what happens is they do that every five years. So every five years, they they look at what needs to be fixed and what ne- what needs to happen over the next five years. I'm surprised if they're doing this renovation Anytime soon, there's nothing in the status well, certificate saying that they're doing it. Well, they're getting there. They, they now, I guess, have got engineering reports as to what the cost is going to be, and that's where they've come up with the uh, sixty thousand dollars. Well, because my math tells me there's thirty units, sixty thousand, so the renovations are close to two million bucks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, wow. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I'm surprised, like that, that as you said, there, like uh, one of his neighbors moved in, I guess, four months ago. And it's just floored, like not. I guess they didn't do their due diligence or whatever you do. And uh, like, there, there seems to be no evidence that this work is required. Yeah, that's and, that's and a major problem. I mean, because you 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 forecast five years out usually when this work needs to be done. So every five years when they change that, I mean, I'm surprised there's nothing in that. Yeah, unless somebody dropped the ball. Unless someone dropped the ball, and that person that bought four months ago. I don't know if they did their due diligence to look at the status certificate to see if there's any renovations coming if up. If they did, would they have any recourse? If they if they weren't informed that this needed to be done and they only bought four months ago? Well, if they bought four months ago, they wouldn't know. And if it was in the status certificate and it said it's required a sixty thousand uh, dollar payment to, to you know, I don't to, think to, that's to, public yet, right? Yeah, but it has to be. That's the problem. That's what I don't get. Well, it, no, but he's saying that they haven't announced it yet, so so it wouldn't be public, right? Well, well, they've had a couple of Zoom meetings on this, but the, but there's, I guess they have uh, minutes on the board of directors meetings, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. There's been nothing uh, uh, documented in those uh, minutes. That's weird. I wasn't aware of this other certificate you mentioned, but. Uh, that may have you know the information in it, but certainly there's no recent information, and that's why I guess the president has encouraged anyone uh, um, needing a mortgage to get it as soon as possible. Wow. Yeah, that's that's it's 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 really weird because yeah. you, they, yeah. they should have a lot more notice than that. That yeah. you know, because there's a lot of times that people when they know that work's coming up, they might decide to sell. The problem being is once it's in the status certificate, you got to disclose, it. disclose it. It's in the status certificate, and a sixty thousand. I mean, Tracy, you've been in the business twenty four years. I've been in the business nineteen years. What's the highest you've ever heard of a, of, a, of an assessment? Not that high. That's high. Like I've heard of a like a thirty or a forty, but a sixty. It's yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Well. Um, I, I know uh, in, on, on uh, Soakdale Crescent several years ago, there was a, um, uh, a condo here that required major renovations. I think the owners were, the two bedroom owners, I believe, were assessed something like 45000 back then. That is actually absolutely correct. And the other thing they did is they jacked up their condo fees and on top of that. Yeah. Their, their condo's fees went from, you know, $600 a month to $1,200 a month. And keep in mind, yeah. that's not a very affluent building. You know, there's not a ton of money in that building. So nope. pe- people saw their... Their, their condos fees double. They got this $40,000 assessment. The values of those condos plummeted because I yep. know we had a couple for sale at that time and we couldn't sell them. I mean, no one wanted to jack those condos. No one wanted to pay $1,200 in condo fees. Well, well, they're still very cheap relative to yes, other condos they on are. the market in Ottawa. They are, yeah. but do you know what? There's still a lot of people that aren't touching them because of that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Doug. We got to move along. 
Okay. Thanks, Thank you very much for the information. Thank you. Take Thank care. you. Excellent Bye. point, though, especially now that condos are what first-time homebuyers are getting into. You better do your due diligence. You have to do your due diligence. You need a good lawyer helping you read that status certificate to see what's coming up. So two, two little, two things. So you buy a brand new condominium and they tell you your condo fees are 50, 60, 65 cents a square foot. And that's what it is. I would budget for more than that. Cause what happens is you move into this brand new condominium and they realize it takes more to keep that building going. Your condo fees go up quickly. So just budget more. If you're buying brand new, if you're buying older, take a look at what's been done and what hasn't been done. If your roof hasn't been done, your condos or your balconies haven't been done they're, and they're due, you know you're getting hit with a big bill. So just make sure if you're buying an older condominium, study that status certificate, find out how old things are and when they're, when they're going to need to be replaced. Because once uh, something like that goes in a status certificate, it stays in a status certificate. And it's really hard to sell if, you, if people know that you have a twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 assessment coming up. Really hard to sell. How often do these status certificates come out? Every, well, they, they get changed. They get looked at every five years, but a status certificate is always on file, but every. So you f- want to see a recent one then as well. Absolutely. Saying. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So, so if you're buying a condo and it's year four of that five, do your due diligence and find out, is there anything that you foreshadow or forecast being done in this condo building? Uh, you know, and I, I would do your due diligence. You need to know this stuff because when you buy a condo, it's a great investment, but when you buy a condo, you're kind of at the mercy of what happens to the whole building, not okay. just your units. Like where you buy a townhome or a single, you're responsible for one thing. In a condo, you're responsible for the entire building. So do your due diligence. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. To the close we go, say hello to Tracy in Ottawa. Hello, oh, I Tracy. Tracy. I thought Tracy was here. Yeah, we got <laughs> Tracy's everywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Um, I have, I guess, two questions. One, if we pay off the mortgage, uh, well, yeah, so if you pay off the mortgage, what do you have? Do you have any concerns that you can think of or things that we should be aware of once that's done? And number two, we're hearing stories that if you've paid off your mortgage, somebody else can swoop in and put a mortgage on your house without you knowing. Do we have anything in place to prevent that kind of thing here? Yeah, it's called mortgage fraud, and it's uh, quite rampant. The banks never report it because uh, they've made a mistake, obviously, and they don't like to report the fact that they messed up and didn't do their due diligence. Mortgage fraud happens where uh, you got these fraudsters that are out there that will look for homes that are free and clear, and then what they'll do is that they'll imitate that person. They'll get ID with that person's name. They'll go to the bank. And obviously, you know, if you've got good credit, the bank won't know any better. They'll take the ID and they'll actually put a mortgage on the property. Then they do the same thing with the lawyer. They bring the ID, the fake ID, and the lawyer advances the money. So um, so, so it is common. You don't hear about it because the banks keep it under the carpet. So one way to protect yourself, well, there's two ways you can protect yourself. Number one, celebrate. You pay off your mortgage. Woo. <laughs> Nice case of wine and celebrate. So, uh, But uh, two things you can do. You can put a home equity line of credit on the property and just not advance any money so it won't cost you anything, but it's there. And that typically scares fraudsters from doing anything on your property, number one. And then number two, you can actually get what's called title insurance, very similar. And, and you may already have it, depending on when you bought the house. I, I would check with the lawyer, find out if you still have a, a, an active title insurance policy, now, historically, I can tell you from the mortgage fraud 
cases that I've uh, been made aware of, uh, what happens is the bank will will pay off the mortgage anyway. They you know they admit the fact that they made a mistake and they lent the money to the wrong person, but it's quite stressful for the. Uh, for the homeowner, obviously, because all of a sudden you find out that, that you've got a mortgage. And I'll give you an example. I, actually, I, I was talking to a Kate from uh, from Title Insurance, and she told me about a scenario just uh, six months ago where uh, this couple were going to Europe for eight months, and they rented out their house to a couple, and they were making the rent payments, and everything was going fine. And all of a sudden, uh, they had a home equity line of credit on their house, and all of a sudden, one month, and they had a small balance on it. No payment came out, so they reached out to the bank and said, "We want to. How come you guys didn't take the payment out?" And the bank said, "Because you already paid off the mortgage." And they said, "No, we didn't. Y- yeah, you paid it off two weeks ago." And after further investigation, found out that the couple that rented their house went out, pretended like they were them, did the fake ID, and put a big mortgage on the house and took off. So. Wow. So that's the kind of fraud that happens. Uh, but again, protect yourself with the title insurance. That's the best way. Even the home equity line of credit is not secure, but at least it scares most of them. But mm-hmm. the title insurance is the best way because what happens then is uh, if something were to happen like that, title insurance swoops in right away, pays off your mortgage, and then they deal with the fraud behind the scenes. Steve, what, what are you thinking when you hear someone say, I've paid off my house? What, what's going through my head right now? Oh, you should buy more. Buy more. Yeah. Start refinancing. <laughs> not everybody buying... thinks that way, Paul. Like, I know, like a lot but of you should. Yes, you I agree. Be rich, more doors. I agree. Yeah. But most people are. They celebrate once they pay off that mortgage. It, it it's a time to celebrate. Absolutely. Know that you've got your house paid for and you don't have any debt. So maybe you can travel and do renovations. Uh-huh. Yep. Maybe you could do both. Maybe you yes. could do both. Because uh, Tracy, you seem like you're kind of young, so you know you got lots of lots of opportunity right here when your mortgage is paid off. You Never say seem like. Just say you're young. You're young. You're young. <laughs> I can tell. I mean, you can tell in someone's voice. Like you can tell Frank's old, but you would, <laughs> but with you, with you, you don't sound old. So it's time to refinance. Let's take out some money and let's buy some more properties. Uh, <laughs> I'm with Tracy. I'm one traveling. Pretty quick question: Where is title insurance expensive, and where does no. it buy? No, just uh, you can talk to your lawyer. You can actually probably call title insurance directly. Uh, First Canadian Title is the most popular one that's out there. Uh, there's F&F, and I don't know what their acronym stands for, but there's two of them that are prominent in our industry, uh, FCT and F&F. But uh, I would reach out to your real estate lawyer and yeah. let them know that this is what you're doing and you'd like to put a title insurance policy. My guess is that your lawyer can probably facilitate it for she you. She would have title insurance on her mortgage now. She might, and that's yeah. what I mean. That's why I yeah, say well, reach out to your lawyer and find out <laughs> what coverage you currently have. And okay. you may not need any more coverage. You may already have it, despite the fact that your mortgage is paid off. That title insurance doesn't go away. The title insurance is okay. implemented at the time of purchase, and it stays with you as long as you own the house. When's the last time you refinanced? Uh, I think we're in our... Like it must have been a year or two years ago, maybe. You, like you refinanced you, you, that you borrowed no, more sorry, money. Not refinanced, that you, oh, that no, refinanced. No, no, renewed. Never renewed. Sorry, my bad. But yeah. there's it's a hundred percent that you have title insurance already. All okay. lawyers do title insurance nowadays. It's yeah. it's okay. it's a common common. But call, thing. make sure. Yeah, yeah, no, right? for sure. yeah, yeah. Sure. call and make we sure. We don't want to lose our house out from under. <laughs> well, you won't. Like I said, the bank will, will cover it up. It's just an inconvenience, and it's kind of scary to know that mm-hmm. that could happen to you. Yeah. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thank Tracy. You. Bye. Is it time for Frank's vowels? 
it's it's no, no, he said yeah, it's almost he said 59 and 50 seconds, didn't he? Just yeah. about time for his vowels. I'm just waiting for Tracy to call you back to buy a couple of houses. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> me too. No, this Tracy. I know me the too. The investor Tracy. Yeah, me too. Oh, but this Tracy's here. Tracy, Tracy this with Tracy's the free... here this week. This Tracy's here this week. So, what was the first week like? Now that it's official, it's it's been amazing. It's been a lot of work. Um, Mainly for Paul's team. But, uh, <laughs> I'm hearing Tracy say it's been a lot of work. I'm like, what? Hasn't been work for you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been very stress free. Well, I know so. Angie. Angie went to the uh, the brokers uh, meeting this week, and apparently it was the talk of the meeting was about this <laughs> this merger. And uh, actually, the article in the Ottawa Business Journal was awesome too. So it's. If anyone wasn't listening, this is Tracy Arnett, who's now part of Paul Rushforth Real Estate. Tracy and her team, her agents came over too, Ashley, Jonathan, Jake, and Glenn. And read the article at obj.ca. obj.ca, absolutely. Birthdays, Frank. No vowels. Mr. Honoree. No vowels, but uh, one of our favorite uh, uh, lender BDMs in the city, Susan Lambert, celebrated her birthday, and she looks 15 years younger than she really is. So happy birthday to Susan. You know, I don't. You get I, I totally forget. Patrick, do I have any birthdays? <laughs> no, I don't have any birthdays. Apparently, <laughs> uh, there, there's time when we're at home doing the Zoom, and I'm like, mm, and she, I look over, she's like, don't forget this person. So she didn't do it this time. So, yeah. well, right now we got to get our buddy Brad out of Cornwall. Yeah. Yes, we do. Get get better soon, Brad. Uh, thoughts yeah. are with you, Brad. Yeah. They really yeah, are. not many thoughts, but a couple. Not, not, <laughs> a couple. A couple. But he'll be out soon, I think. Eh? Yeah. He'll yeah, be back he, home soon. Yeah, he's out on parole, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul at paulrushforth.com, Frank N at mortgagebrokersottawa.com. Have a great week. Have a, Have great, a great week, week everyone. everyone. Please continue to support local businesses and charities.